Welcome to Sunday Night Dinner, a podcast that cooks. I'm Suzanne Hancock, and this week I'm here with Laura Wright and her dog Cleo in her kitchen in Thorold, Ontario, a small quaint town in the Niagara region. She's the creator of the wildly popular plant-based recipe blog and brand new cookbook, The First Mess, and she's going to make a big pot of root vegetable dal, a perfect easy Sunday night dinner. This podcast is a cooking show where my guests will take you through their favorite meals to make on Sunday nights. For some, it's the night they brace themselves for the work week ahead. For others, it's the night they can spend a little more time on a meal. And for some, it's the night they pick up the phone and order pizza. I talk to professional chefs, authors, musicians, people who love to cook, as well as people who like to avoid it. If you'd like to know a little bit more about the show and the guests you'll hear in the coming months, check out our episode entitled Introducing Sunday Night Dinner. Okay, back to Laura. On her blog and in her brand new cookbook, fresh, healthy food is revered. She creates delicious, imaginative recipes, for example, caraway and horseradish broccoli quinoa salad, tacos with orange and ancho tempeh and grapefruit slaw, Bloody Mary veggie burgers, and the photos she takes are exquisite. Laura grew up working in her family's local produce business, which is open seven days a week. So for her, Sunday night dinner, it kind of, it would be very casual, I would say, because a lot of us would be working. A lot of times we would just have grilled cheese and soup or we would get pizza on Sunday night. That would be the rest night, where some families would be having a huge kind of main course thing with a lot of sides and like all the from scratch kind of effort thing happening. That was our night to just chill. And now my Sunday dinners are, like I cook from scratch almost every night. We don't eat out a lot. Um, I kind of decide on a whim what we're eating all the time. If I do batch cooking, usually it will be on Sunday. So if I've made a ton of quinoa or I've roasted a bunch of vegetables, those will be incorporated into our dinner. It's usually it's usually a bigger dinner because I've probably shopped the night before, the day before on Saturday, and Sunday I have the time to like prep and cook a lot of things. And now Laura's gonna make root vegetable dal. You can cook along with her, she'll explain each step, and you can find a list of the ingredients you'll need on our website, sundaynightdinnerpodcast.com. You'll also hear about how the movie Dr. Strange inspired her, why she called her blog the first mess, and the best snap peas she ever tasted. Okay, so we're making, it's a recipe from my book, and I call it root vegetable dal. So it is kind of, it's like a soupy lentil stew. And it has, it's like chock full of like just tiny dices of root vegetables. You don't sweat off onions, you don't sweat off spices. You just put it in the pot and cover it in water and just cook it. And then kind of midway you start whisking it to break down the lentils. But you just like chuck it in, put it on the stove and that's it. And then it's just ready. And you can serve it with rice or flatbread. I enjoy it just on its own with like squeezes of lemon essentially. And we're gonna chop up some stuff and start putting it in here. The root vegetable component, you can kind of just do whatever root veggies you like. I really like sweet potato in it and carrots are really good too. I kind of just naturally the more sweet ones. 
So I'm just gonna peel this sweet potato first. So you'll keep peeling the sweet potato here. While Laura peeled hers, I asked her if it was strange having people watching her cook. She said yes, totally, very weird, because she's used to just sharing the kitchen with Cleo, whom you might hear wandering around as Laura chops and measures. Once you're finished peeling, you'll start to chop that sweet potato. So the dices of the root vegetables, you want them to be pretty small. You want to get as close to the size of the actual lentil as much as you can because you want to force it to break down into that like soupy consistency. Laura's friend was the one who encouraged her to start her blog. And while Laura was chopping the sweet potato, I asked her how she came up with the name The First Mess. I had been reading a lot of things by MFK Fisher. Reading works like hers, they kind of inspire you to take whatever work you do in your own way. So I was reading her um, An Alphabet for Gourmets, and she was talking about the first mess of peas and how eagerly anticipated they are in the spring. It's like the first thing that comes up and you plant them in stages so that you get like first shot and then you just keep getting them and getting them and getting them. And nothing is more anticipated than this crop. It just, it's a sign of this abundance to come. That's like that first sweet taste. There's just, there's more of it after that. I thought that is such a beautiful sentiment. Like I love to cook seasonally. I have the same reverence for vegetables and things that come from the earth. I went ahead and called it the first mess, not the first mess of peas, but the first mess that could like point to any crop that comes up. So, and like also, it just kind of spoke to the actions of cooking and like, you know, it is messy and it's, you have to be okay with kind of tearing your whole kitchen apart when you start making this from scratch all the time. So that's why I named it that. And I think it's, yeah, it's worked for me. So keep chopping the sweet potato until you have about a cup of that super small dice. the carrots and sweet potatoes, but I feel like we might have the right amount with just the sweet potato here. I've used half of a sweet potato here and it's going a little over the cup measurement, but like it doesn't matter. This is a pretty rustic recipe. You don't have to be super exact. So I'm just putting the sweet potato dices right in the pot. So you're gonna grab your lentils here. So the ratio of the lentils, we're using red split lentils. You kind of want the split ones, they cook a lot faster. The ratio is the same. So we use a cup of the lentils and a cup of the diced root veggies. There's a cup of those and I just put them in the pot, like I said. 
I asked Laura about how she approaches her site and the recipes she posts. You have that like really positive intention that like even for like two seconds you just want to make somebody's life better with a recipe. If I put a recipe on my site and it's easy enough for somebody who has a kid hanging off of them and they're coming in from like a long day at work or whatever and they can make that and their family's happy and they feel really energetic, I always think about just that intention. Like I just, you always want to, in whatever small way, you want to make somebody's life better or easier. You know, like where there's ease, there's a release, right? Like certain things in life are really hard and food should not be hard. It should always make you feel good. You shouldn't feel um, challenged by it or stressed about it. And now I'm just gonna chop a small onion to add as well. So the onions I'm adding to the pot. They're gonna be diced as small as you can get them to. You want everything to be kind of small, like I said before, because it's all just gonna integrate, get really nice and soupy kind of. While Laura chopped the onion, I asked her to tell us about one of her favorite meals. Best meal, most memorable meal. I ever had was Dan Barber's Blue Hill Restaurant. Located in Greenwich Village in New York City, Blue Hill is a celebrated restaurant headed by farm-to-table pioneer Dan Barber. It was probably mid-spring, I would say, and it's just a tiny little spot. You kind of go into like the basement of a place, and at first it's kind of like the interior is kind of, I don't want to say stark, but it's like kind of minimal. There's not a lot of adornment. It's not super modern or anything at all. I was just really excited to be there and they had a lot of like vegetarian vegan options that were exciting and not like token options. Like they were really exciting. So we ordered this one side dish and it was, they just called it snap peas with I think lemon and pecorino or some similar, it was a local cheese that was similar to a pecorino in style. And they came to the table and they were so unassuming. It was just this kind of side plate size thing of these quickly blanched snap peas with a little bit of herb on top, a little bit of lemon, and the little shavings of the cheese. And like I took, we had ordered that with our first courses just as a side to go with a few other things. I had took one bite of the snap pea and it like it exploded in my mouth with sweetness. It was one of those things where the ingredient itself, it wasn't so much, the preparation was so simple, and the presentation was very simple too, but beautiful. The quality of the product itself blew me away. I mean, I've grown up with the best local produce you can get because of my family. I had never had this variety. It was a snap pea, but it was a different variety, and it was so young, and it was like so fresh. They were so good. I always think of those. When it's when spring comes and those vegetables are arriving here, I always think of that dinner. It was really, it was just all about that food in that moment. There was no distractions. It was very, it was like earthy and elegant, but it just blew your mind. Once you've chopped that small onion, you'll put it in the pot. Okay, so the onions are in. This pot's looking a little full, but it's gonna be okay. We can just add more water. 
So now we have the onion and we're gonna dice some great tomatoes. So there's supposed to be a cup of cherry or grape tomatoes. Any small tomato is good. So yeah, like obviously grape tomatoes aren't really fully in season, but there's a lot of hydroponic operations in Ontario and Quebec now. And I find grape tomatoes taste reasonably good from hydroponic. I mean, nothing's as good as what you get from the field, but the hydroponic ones are pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you could certainly use a equivalent amount of candice tomatoes if you want. So I'm cutting them kind of into quarters just so that the juice and the seeds will get out really easily and kind of sauce up these lentils. So these are all cut and I'm just gonna put them in the pot. So we have the tomatoes. The next thing, so we're getting into more of like the aromatic parts of this recipe. So I'm gonna start with the garlic. This is garlic that my dad grew. He grows garlic every year. Like after Thanksgiving, that's the time you put it in the ground, right? So he'll just, at the store, if there's garlic that's kind of green bits, he just takes them all home and plants them. So he brings me this giant bag of garlic basically at the end of every summer. So now we're starting to go through it. That's small enough, again, it all gets kind of mashed up. So that's in. So the next thing is a two inch piece of ginger, which I'm gonna peel. So Ginger, I tend to prefer using a microplane for just because a piece of garlic, if I chomp down on it and it's cooked, I don't mind it as much, but ginger, it really bites back to me. So I just use the microplane right over the pot. And it kind of gets a little juicy too, which is nice for this. So that's in the pot. Next thing, some ground turmeric, which i here. If you have fresh turmeric roots, you could totally use those too. I'm just gonna go in with a teaspoon of this. I think if you have fresh, you could probably use like a two inch piece and I would grate it exactly like you did the ginger. Okay, so that goes in and we're gonna add chili flake next. This is kind of a add as much as you want. And if you have fresh chilies, definitely mince those up and put them in if you want to. So those are in. And now we're just gonna cover it with some water. Three and a half cups. Okay, so three and a half cups. 
And now we're just gonna put it on the heat, medium or medium high. So, it's on, we're gonna bring it to a boil, and then it basically just simmers like that for 40 minutes. In the last 20 minutes or so, I start whisking it pretty vigorously because I wanna encourage the breaking down of all the ingredients, but I give it that good like cook time first so that everything gets super soft. Oh, and I should add, I don't season with salt or pepper for the whole time it's cooking. I find lentils can like toughen up if they're exposed to salt really early. So I just let the whole thing cook without salt or pepper or anything. And then when I have it at the soupy consistency and it's basically ready to serve, that's when I hit it with the salt and pepper. While the doll simmered away, I asked Laura about her cookbook and whether it ever gets lonely working from home. A cookbook is born out of the blog. Um, it kind of, it's just a natural printed extension of the work I do on the blog. It's stuff you would see on the blog that I don't always necessarily feel like I can publish. Like I always feel a certain pressure on the site to only do like main course stuff, hearty stuff, just because there are those um, kind of misconceptions of like plant-based cuisine where it's like, it's just it's salads, it's so light, it's where, where's the beef, where's the like the heartiness in it. So I focus on that on the site and there are those kind of dishes in the cookbook, but there's also sides and beverages and breakfast things. It's like 90% new recipes. Does it ever get lonely? working on your own and blogging it, and you know that is like such a nobody asks that everybody always asks how did you make this your career like what a dream to work at home what a, you know and it is I'm not like I would never deny that like I really I feel really fortunate to work at home but it's you miss the collaborative aspect of working with somebody like my ultimate ultimate dream is to buy a studio space like on the little downtown street in Thorold, it's just like a small town studio space where I can host people, but also do my work there with other people. I asked Laura about other chefs she takes inspiration from, and she mentioned Dan Barber, Bryant Terry, and Amy Chaplin. She also takes inspiration from movies, music, and the really stunning landscape of the Niagara region. I saw Doctor Strange on the weekend. It was awesome. But like there's a lot of Eastern philosophy in that and just discussions of belief and pushing forward and putting in work in whatever you do. And I was like, that was really inspiring to me. Like I can apply that to what I do. Like sometimes you need a multidisciplinary inspiration to get through a creative. It's easy to get creatively blocked because like we were just discussing, like I work here in my house with Cleo. Like, it's really easy to get blocked and get in a rut and just taking something else as inspiration, like not just looking at cookbooks, not just watching like a food video or something. Right. Just, just food surrendering stuff. yourself to something else really helps me. Let's go back to see how the doll is coming along. So it's boiling now. You can hear it kind of spitting and bubbling away. And I'm just gonna lower the heat a bit, but not much. You wanna keep it simmering pretty strongly. The lentils are starting to fall apart a bit. 
but it's still gonna take a little bit, like maybe another 20 minutes. I kind of gently start whisking it just to break pieces up, but you'll come back and revisit this and just keep going until it's really soupy. So if you want, you can set your timer for about 20 minutes, and then it will be time to make the spiced oil that will be served on top of the dal. The oil is a fragrant, delicious combination of whole coriander, whole cumin, mustard seeds, and coconut oil, so super buttery. We're gonna get those till they're like kind of popping, and then I just serve that on top. You can kind of swirl it through. And I mean, you could do ground spices too if you want, but I like the little crunchy pop of the whole seeds. So we're gonna do that. I'm just doing half a teaspoon of coriander seeds and half a teaspoon of cumin seeds. and half a teaspoon of mustard seeds. I'm just using the yellow ones, but just the black ones, those are good too. So I will move it out. And I'm just gonna heat up two tablespoons of coconut oil and like you can use like a little saucepan or a small skillet, whatever you like. I'll put that over medium. And then once the coconut oil is pretty hot, like it's looking really ripply and like super liquid in the pan, that's when you add the spices. You should hear a little sizzle when they hit. So the oil is like really hot, so I'm just gonna add all the spices at once. And they're gonna sizzle a bit. And then once you hear the mustard seeds just kind of popping a little bit. These haven't started yet. Once they pop just a little bit, then you can take it off the heat. Kind of want to keep it a little warm, but you're just trying to get that spice flavor all through the coconut oil, essentially. And you can hear it popping just a little bit now. Sounds like popcorn, actually, a little bit. So that's probably good. I'm gonna take it off the heat and just keep stirring it so that we don't have spices popping all over the place. to see if the sweet potato is totally cooked in here because I think we're pretty much there. It needs a little more time. Not much though, maybe like 10 minutes. So at this point, I'm usually in like the last 10 minutes of the cooking, I'm pretty much just mashing it constantly. I don't really step away from the stove. I'm just, I'm here, I'm babysitting it, and I'm just making sure it really gets to the right texture. And I think actually if you let this sit, like if, I mean I go 40 minutes with this, but if you were open to going longer, it would just break down on its own. So if you have more time, sure, like just let it rip, do its thing on its own. 
whisk away until the sweet potato breaks down and the lentils are fully cooked. Probably another 10 minutes or so, but you be the judge. And then you're gonna grab your lemon. I do like to serve a little lemon wedge with this just for like a little brightness to wake everything up. Everything is like really broken down at this point. That's good. So now that it's like totally in the state that we want it at, it should be really soupy with like just tiny little like blips of chunks of food. We're gonna hit it with the salt and pepper. And a good amount. Salt and pepper is in. Now, just had to taste it. Definitely need a little more salt, but other than that, I think we're good. Along with the lemon, Laura also serves the doll with cilantro. I use the stems on this too, because the stems are really tasty. This is just going to go on top. So whenever you're ready, you're going to pull out some bowls and serve this very tasty soup. So I have the dough in the bowls, and now with that spice oil that we made earlier, I just spoon a little bit on top of each one. So you have like a little kind of fatty moat of spice oil on top and it looks really pretty but it tastes super good and you can kind of stir it in as you eat it or just let it kind of hang on top too so just do a little bit of that and then we'll do the cilantro just like a hearty handful on top of each one and then i serve each bowl with a nice little wedge of lemon I like quite a bit of lemon with mine, but everybody is a little bit different, right? And that's just how I eat it. Amazing. Yay! <laughs> Happy Sunday Night Dinner. Sunday Night Dinner is produced by Suzanne Hancock, music by J.J. Ibsen, a huge thanks to Suzanne Robertson, Laura Wright, and Cleo.